fucking read the situation, he doesn't like you enough. So stop lowering your self-worth and looking desperate because it's tragic. Let's just start with like having a girl chat, like a life update, and then let's just go into it. People want to hear that shit of like, you have to bring her down in your mouth in 10 fucking seconds. Like I went to go skinny dipping and my boyfriend's like, can you put some clothes on? There are children in the suburbs. <laughs> I just, he was like, yeah, let's go for a swim. And so I was like, cool. So I just start taking all my clothes off in the backyard, but like now we're like in houses so like the, the next door neighbor could be seeing outside the window over the fence to just me standing there butt naked and he's like can you put some fucking clothes on there are children around like so funny that, so is, funny. that is so jokes i used to live in this apartment and i had like a penthouse that was like across the the, the way from me and i could like see him because their whole penthouse yeah. was and I'm like you, right? Just walking around yeah. naked all the time in my pants yeah. and my undies, whatever. Undies? I don't say that. That is kind of hanging out with you and that is an Australian word. In my undies. And I like could see them looking at me, whatever. And I was like, fine. And then like two months later, I go to a pool party and this guy comes up to me and he's like, I really recognize you. And I'm like really obnoxious. I'm like, oh, you probably just follow me on Instagram. And he was like, no, I don't. And he comes back three hours later and he's like, I just worked it out. You're the naked girl that lives opposite me. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I like never no, thought I was going to meet you. Babe, that is me. Like, I mean, you knew the building I lived in in New York. Now I can say I not live anymore. I lived in the Jenga building in New York. And if you know that building, it's all glass. It looks like a stack of gender, Jenga. And there's balconies coming out of it. And well, I was the neighbor that would just lay outside on the balcony, butt fucking naked, legs spread for the whole of Tribeca and Phi Dynasty if they wanted to. And I bet you a million bucks, there have been a lot of people that have caught quite the view. So there we have it. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with that. You know, though, we need to talk in another episode about yoni bathing because I feel like- oh, it feels so good. It feels so that. good. I'm like, it's just like a warm hug on your pussy. And it's just like, we all need that from time to time. Like, it feels really good. Just spread those legs, sun on the pussy. Wait, I have to say this before I came into this episode. My boyfriend, I don't want to say his name, is like, behave. He's like, who did the episode? I said, he said, who did the episode with? And I was like, Louise. And he goes- behave Monica he's like trying he's trying to get me to like not swear as much he's like you two probably just swear like fucking sailors and I'm like I don't even know because it's like second you know like second nature to me but literally he closes the door from like the office before and he just goes behave and I'm like oh so like so sexy but so funny at the same time you're like what am I gonna do if I don't huh but also he's like I can imagine him like with his ear up against the door and just hearing you saying like yeah, it's just like a, a warm hug for your pussy. <laughs> Sorry, he said way worse things. He's used to it by now. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. Well, we'll save yoni bathing for another another time. But I definitely, yeah, yoni bathing is under-discussed and undervalued. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, um, how's the update with you and your man? Really good, really good. Yeah. And I'm actually so excited to talk about what we're talking about today because I just feel like I had this revelation before we did this exercise. Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. I had this revelation before we got on here, which was that I have spent my life like chasing and claiming men. Mm. And then when I met you, you are the person, you are the person that changed that for me. It wasn't my therapist. Like my therapist told me why I chased them. And she yes. helped me to like understand why I needed to stop but not from an energetic perspective. Mm. I cannot wait 
for you just to run through everything that I've learned from you. You are the queen of this. And I feel like, <laughs> you think this is controversial or do, do people like give you backlash for this, these kind I of I mean, things? yeah, because it's politically incorrect to be like, let men lead, um, you know, let a man boss you around, like in a sexy way. Like, you know, I, I did an episode, um, it's not out yet, but it will be when this episode goes out, I think, um, about like subdom isn't just in the bedroom. Like a lot of us, we will allow ourselves to express our sexual desires in the bedroom because it's a little bit more um, like okay to be like, I want to be choked in the bedroom. But if you were to bring out that desire for dominance outside of the bedroom, like you're all of a sudden like not an independent woman and behind the time. That's really funny because now I've moved to the South and like, like and if you don't know what the South is, cause you're not from America, the South is basically like Southern America. And I'm not like hillbilly South. I live, I'm now in Atlanta. Um, my boyfriend's Southern and it's really interesting from when I first met him, like him and all of his friends that are Southern, the behavior is so different. And it's funny cause people are always like, and he's always like, it kind of suits you being in the South. Like it suits what you talk about because they are very like masculine, feminine, you know, always hold open the door for a woman, lead a woman, tell her what to do. Like it's less of this independent woman crap. Whereas in New York, it's like so fucking progressive. So, you know, what was the question? Um, do people get like offended? Oh, you? oh yeah. I have like, um, I've had, oh my God. I, what's actually really funny is when I've posted things before about like feminism and whatever, and I'm talking about radical feminism, I've had feminists repost my shit and slander me. And then I've had all these death threats come at me. And it's just funny because I'm like, if you're claiming to be a woman supporting another woman and like a feminist, do you realize that like this goes against exactly what you're talking about? Like if you are truly a feminist and you are truly a woman that claims to support other women in that also is supporting and letting people have their fucking opinions. You don't need to slander somebody if you don't agree with them, but it's really interesting with all of these like crazy radical feminists, there's so much anger behind it. It's not fueled by love. Mm. It's fueled by anger. And like everything that I then teach on and talk about with like feminine and masculine stuff and letting him lead and being claimed by a man and all that kind of stuff. It's from a place of this is what we truly desire as women. And there is no woman in the world. And if she's like, no, I don't agree with you. I'm like, you're lying to yourself because I used to lie to myself about this. There is no woman in the world that does not desire to be told by a man. We have a date book tonight at eight o'clock where this outfit I'm picking you up, like, do not be late. Like all something along those lines. Like there is there is nothing that we want more. And that example in and of itself is literally just like a man claiming you. And then there are a million other examples in the way that it will happen, but we want that as women and we deny ourselves of that because it's so politically incorrect. And then we all have fucking hormonal issues or unhappy and we're all chasing men and we can't find any good men, quote unquote, and we're miserable in our relationships. And then they all come to me of like, why doesn't he do anything? Why doesn't he take it, take me out on dates and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, have you seen the way that you act? Basically, you attracted that, right? Yeah, like, well, that's what you're accepting. Like, you're not, the main thing really is like, you're not letting him lead. You're not letting him claim you. A lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the piece around, like, I want a man to claim me. It's like, okay, you can say that, but will you actually let that happen? Like, can you receive that? Because that's a very vulnerable situation to be in. And it takes a lot of courage and confidence to not be in control. Like if you've spent your whole life being in control, it takes a lot then to be like, I'm going to let go of control and surrender and trust that he can guide me. And that I can like, you're not handing over your power, but you are letting go of your need to control. And that control has elicited a lot of quote unquote safety for you. 
you know? So when you give that up, it can feel like you're giving up your sense of safety, but you're not. That is so true. I definitely think we all just struggle with the, well, not maybe us so much now, or like I used to struggle with the sense of control so much. I mean, you just look around, there are eating disorders everywhere. Yep. You know, everyone is trying to control their food. Everyone is trying to control their body. Everyone is trying to control mm-hmm. how they do at work, what they look like on social media, how everyone perceives them. Everything is like control, control, control. And what I've learned, and let's take it back to basics a bit for some of my audience who won't maybe know so much about mm-hmm. versus masculine. What I've learned is, you can go into this more, but the masculine is the doing mm-hmm. and feminine is the being you know that is the most simple way that I can describe it in one sentence and if you look at me my whole life I have been a doer like literally mm-hmm. from the age of I don't even know like maybe I like, literally, <laughs> yeah like I was gonna say like five like when I started dancing and training with like the royal ballet it was like I was right. never I was, it always had to be better so you have to do 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 be 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 like like just constantly do and then that that goes into adulthood like oh I've got to do well in my exams like I've got to do I've got to get a boyfriend I need to get a job like I need to do this I need to make money it's and all it's like external validation yes right and if you're an independent woman these days and you're running a, a you know a multi-million dollar business or you're killing it in your corporate job and you're climbing the corporate ladder and you've got no social life like you are succeeding in the social eye and if you're a woman that wants to just be a stay-at-home mom garden and bake like you're a failure like that's literally what society tells us these days and I do want to preface like on the ballet thing that's a really good point of like um an example like so you obviously did ballet and dancing growing up so we think, oh, if she's a ballerina or if she's a dancer, she's feminine. And it's like, no, 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 feminine isn't a looks thing. Feminine mm. is an energy thing. And I also want to preface that I'm not the woman that is like, you need to be a stay-at-home mom. If you don't want to be a stay-at-home mom, you don't need to be. I mean, I'm not that. I run a business all the time, but I also cook for my boyfriend and we go jump in the pool in the middle of the day and like we have the balance and it's not so it's not that you can't kill it in your corporate job or kill it in your business or any of those kinds of things it's really about doing that from a place of like feminine energy and even more so like in your relationship being able to switch that like switch the doing off and feel that uh like nourishment in your body of when it's like oh I don't have to be my masculine anymore I can like let him look after me the day is over blah 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 I love this. Okay, let's put this into practice. I'm going to ask you some real life questions. Okay, so I am very busy at work at the moment. So that notoriously means being in my masculine during the day. Now, not on all of the calls, because I've now got a lot better at being able to also be in my feminine on some of those calls. But a lot of them are, you know, I just had a pitch with three guys from WeWork. So it was Uh masculine. I had to match their masculine energy to be taken seriously. Uh And top it for another time we won't go into it now but actually my masculine energy was too much for one of the guys he did not want to fucking hear what I had to say despite the fact that you are hiring me as an expert you are you are hiring me because I know better than you anyway that is a whole another story also like fucking vibes (laughs) (laughs) okay so I get up this morning wake up like have sex have a shower yeah fuck yeah great start to the day get a coffee whatever don't have much time you know how it is when you're like okay I'm not gonna have yes. sex this morning because I'm just gonna get up and get on with the day obviously that like literally oh my god babe the other night we're not gonna like literally babe I, we just can't have sex tonight not joking three minutes later like 
just going at it. I'm like, it just never, the last night as well, I was like, I'm so tired. It was like 1 a.m. Like, babe, I'm so tired. Like, we can't, but like, you can do your thing next to me. And then it's like, next minute, like, I'm like, just fucking get inside of me. Like, just can't help yourself, can you? You just can't help yourself. Literally me, I was also like, I was like, baby needs a rest. Like, she's, yeah. she's like, oh, pussy is sore sometimes. Yeah, I get that. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, that's a whole, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. Anyway, I have to be on my best behavior. Five minutes later, I'm like, begging him like please he's like no you put a rule in place like not tonight please <laughs> oh god i feel that so hard oh my god my parents also listen to my podcast so i think i need to tell them to not listen to the girl talk episode. yeah you know what my parents have gotten so used to this shit in the beginning my dad was very much like what is going on my, my mom was just like oh my god this is not our daughter but now I've had my mom text me being like, hey, can I ask you sex advice or is that too much? Like, yeah, I know. I told that to like to him the other day and he was like, wait, are you serious? I'm like, that is how open I make my family about sex that we all now talk about it, which I love because it's like, I love, like, I love knowing that my parents still have sex and I love that we can have that open conversation and that I don't have to hide any of my job because it is obviously very like sexual and out there. Um, and that they just support me. My dad doesn't get all of it, obviously, but he's definitely learned to like stop making comments or anything like that about the sex content or anything like that because he's just learned she's not gonna fucking listen to me, so I'm just not gonna. I'm like, thank you, dad. Twenty five years later, we're finally help you twenty five. Twenty five years later, we finally get that like you can't tell Monica no. Oh my god, I love that. I also I want to go back to what we're talking about, but just quickly, I agree. Like I'm very close with my mum, very open, and we talk about sex. And I'm so happy to hear that my parents still have a banging, excuse the pun, sex life. Oh, I love it. I want to be like that at your age. And I reckon 80% of married couples today at that age are not even fucking touching each other. Correct. They just get bored. They get complacent. We should do another episode on this. But like, you do have to put work into your relationship. Like, it's so easy to just be like, okay, well, like, you know, I'm content now. Like, whatever. He's not going to leave. So let's just like not have sex. I'm tired. Fuck it. It's like, no, you need to put effort in. Like, you know, you need to... um, you need, I'm speaking of the devil, you need to, you know, put, like, exert some energy to make yourself feel sexy and to touch your partner and all that kind of stuff. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's a whole thing. We will do, we will definitely, definitely do an episode on that because after, like, four years in every relationship, I just get so bored. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, how am I going to make it to 40? Anyway, right. we, yes. we, yeah. will, we will go back to that. So, okay, so have sex, have breakfast, have a shower, fine, into my masculine mode, right? And I have been in my masculine all day, all day, all day. So. Mm-hmm. I am like, oh, I can like feel it in my soul and my stomach is like, I'm so excited for him to walk through that door later. Mm-hmm. I have learned to compartmentalize my masculine into the day and then move into my feminine. But I want to ask you, how does it work? Like, can you flow between them? Do you think it's like better mm-hmm. to compartmentalize? Like, okay, I'm in my work mode right now. I'm going to be a boss bitch. And then later I'm going to cook for him, wear laundry for him, do whatever. How do you navigate like being a fucking babe at work and then a babe for your boyfriend I try and not make my work be like mean masculine I feel like if you tell your brain like this is me being masculine it's like well then you're going to be masculine but instead like you and I are the same and that we are naturally very fiery it's our constitution like we have a lot of fucking passion and a lot of oomph behind what we do and especially for people like us I think it can be really damaging when you're trying to be more in your feminine to be like oh my god I was in my masculine all day because you kind of like create this like self-shame so what I will tend to do is I understand 
understand that I'm fueled by my passion and my love and my fire, that doesn't mean that it needs to come out masculine. So even when I'm working, I will one, like I always wear like nice lingerie, no underwear, like whatever. I try and make myself like look cute for the day. So I feel good. And then when I'm like doing emails and on client calls, I just try and do it more slowly rather than really, really quickly. And I just, I remember to breathe. I remember to, you know, have a cup of tea, to put lipstick on, to, you know, in the middle of the day or like after an hour of work to like play with the dogs for a second or like just go lay in the sun. Um, I like to, when I'm doing admin, to not always be in my office, but like sit on my sofa or go lay out in the sun. Like now that it's summertime or in winter time, I would like curl up on the sofa and like have the fire on or that kind of stuff. And I just find that by also moving my environment around throughout the day, it keeps me a little bit more in flow rather than me feeling like I'm grinding, staring at a screen all day. I just try and like break it up so that at the end of the day, it's not like I've been drained all day and then there's adrenaline rush. It's actually been like, I've had a pretty like easy, chill day in terms of my like exertion. Obviously there are some days where that doesn't happen. There's some days where I feel like I'm just having to, you know, grind out a bunch of work, a bunch of work. And that's fine. Like it fucking happens, but I really try and not tell myself, Oh my God, I've been in my masculine all day. And then it's just like, that was a really fucking big day. And I really need to relax. I don't try and be like, Oh, masculine feminine, because if you're trying to come out of the cycle of being always in your masculine, I find it very unhelpful for myself and for my clients to choose what is feminine, what is masculine, because you could really get in your head about it rather than, and and then you can be like avoiding things like, I don't want to work because then I'm going to be my masculine. It's like, no, don't make it mean anything. Just sit down and fucking do the work. You're going to be fine and just breathe through it and everything's going to be okay. Oh, okay. I love the thing about breathing. So this is again on a bit of a tangent, but I have had three people since being in Tulum tell me that I don't breathe properly Mm. and we can do another episode on this or I can pick it up on another episode because I just think it's like something so fascinating around how as females and and males, as human beings today, like we are not centered and grounded and like, you know, in that feminine where you are actually able to focus on your breath and breathe deeply and use your diaphragm and like be present. Mm -hmm. I feel like that more like masculine tight energy is when you're like in your, you know, more shallow breathing. Like Yeah, you're in an adrenaline rush all the time. Like you're in fight or flight and, and most people are in that day to day. And it's like, if you just started to make a conscious effort of like, when you go to the toilet, breathe. When you get in the car, before you start the car, take one big breath in through your belly, not your chest and breathe out and then drive the car. When you're at the traffic lights, take a breath. You know, like after you sent an email, take a breath. Like if you just take one breath in different moments and make it more of an integrated thing, it becomes easier. I, what I can find really annoying about the personal development world is that they can make it like you need to do three hours of breath work a day, journal for two, you know, breast massage for another 30 minutes. And it's just like, well, most people can't fit that into their day. And I am like, no, we need to integrate it. Like, how can you integrate breast massage? How can you integrate breathing? How can you integrate being in your feminine throughout the day? Like, I don't have fucking time to stop for an hour in the middle of the day and do some like fucking heart chakra shit. Like, no. So it's like, how can you bring that into your day rather than trying to separate your day and making that like mean that you're, that you've been successful? Yeah, you're so right. I hate the the pressure that there is and which I don't do any of, by the way, to anyone listening. Like I do not journal in the morning. I do not do any, I don't even meditate. Like mm. I have gone like, oh, just away from a lot of the very regimented like personal development because it just felt like I was just keeping myself like 
I just needed to flow exactly like what right. I said. You know, I came to Tulum for two weeks and three months later, I'm still here. And the reason Love I'm that. still here is because I am flowing here mm-hmm. and I'm in flow. And look, ever since I met you in Tulum, look what's flowed and mm. I met my man. And I feel like, like you said, we shouldn't put regimented um, feelings around places and activities. But when I'm in London, and I don't know if you felt like this about New York, I do feel like I, I flow less or mm-hmm. I somewhat flow less what do you think about kind of like different places bringing out different types of energy within us I am I'm like 100% with that like you know if you go to certain cities you're going to feel more inspired if I go to buttfuck nowhere in the country I'm in a coma like I have to have stimulation around me um if I go to you know Paris like you go to Paris you feel like so in love with life if you go to Italy you just feel like fucking sex walking around like you know different places energetically speaking different places hold like codes and you know if you are a very sensitive human being being in a place like new york city you need to fucking meditate twice a day otherwise you're going to be in a serious state of a like a fight or flight or day and you're going to burn yourself out after three days so i'm all for flowing like when you're on holidays you might not want to meditate some days you might meditate some days you might meditate for three times a day or you might meditate meditate once a week it doesn't really matter um i think what's really important for us to understand is with like the personal development thing and then we'll get back onto the claiming is that if you are trying to live your life based on the way somebody else has said to that's the fucking problem because yeah. you are once again putting your truth outside of yourself and you're saying oh what so-and-so says in his book is going to make me happy rather than what do I feel like I want and you look at then all of the feminine and masculine stuff and the whole claiming thing it's like majority of women it's what does society say is acceptable and what does society say looks good on a woman these days okay i'm gonna live like that versus what do i feel like i want um a really common thing with 2020 is that i have never had more clients say to me this year has allowed me to realize that i want to work less i'm so sick of working i don't care how much money i make i just want to be with my kids at home or i want to be with my future kids at home and i want to cook dinner for my partner and have a fucking garden i have never heard that so many times and i am like that year allowed a lot allowed a lot of us and like forced a lot of us to drown out the noise because it was so overstimulating. We got to a point for a lot of us, we were like, we can't watch the news anymore, which was a good thing because with not working and being at home more, it allowed us to actually tune into our truth. And like our truth as women is that we want to be looked after and cherished and adored and cared for. And we want to be led and all the good things. Um, so yeah, that yeah. was where I was going with that. No, I agree totally. I definitely feel like I've experienced a shift after 10 years of being like CEO, making so much money, working so hard, grinding every hour of every day, all weekends, never took a day off. And now it's like, I've got all this money, contracts coming in and I just don't want, I literally don't want any of them. Like, I just want to sit on a podcast with you all day and I want to like, like, please move to Atlanta, but you just hang out by the pool. We have to wear bikinis, according to boyfriend. But I'm like, we can just play with the dogs. We can go to Whole Foods. We can bake, eat brownies that are healthy and lay by the pool and just get tanned and then record podcasts and just talk about sex and boys all the time. Like, vibe. Sex, boys, and brownies. That is a good nickname. (laughs) Obsessed with that. Anyway, we are nearly 30 minutes in, so I'm going to take us back. I'm going to take us back to what we were talking about initially, where we have gone off on a mad tangent to sex, boys, and brownies. But, so we were talking about the 
foundational like understanding of what it means to want to be claimed and I think you gave us a really good intro on like the difference between masculine and feminine and why women mm. want to be claimed fundamentally and maybe we ignore that a lot maybe we ignore those biological instincts so my background on this is that I like I said have chased every man mm. ever okay even it, it's very subtle though it was like they were always chasing me, but I was like almost manipulating them to chase me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I was doing things or like looking like this and being at that event. So I was never like chasing them, like, oh, when are we hanging out? Like I would mm -hmm. never, I would never do that. But it felt like it was a more subtle, manipulative thing. And because I always got the man, I always got what I wanted. It then fueled that cycle to keep repeating, mm -hmm. which was like blah, blah, blah. So this man that I have experienced now in Tulum for the first time ever is the first man that has like, because I was dating someone else when I met him, I was like, it broke my own cycle. It was like, well, I'm mm. not going to, I'm already in something. So I'm not going to go over there and claim you. Yeah. And then he, he instantly like, you know, asked for my number next night out straight away, like man of his word. Men are not words these days. Like they don't they say, oh, oh my God, it's this lack of like, masculinity right like it's like men have been men's masculinity are being is being so suppressed that it's causing them to not be masculine and with them not being masculine it's then meaning that we're having all these fucking soft men that have no integrity they do not honor their word and they're not leading because society is saying that it's dangerous as a man to lead because you're a fucking predator it's like no a feminine man on the street that's not doing his job of protecting is the fucking issue mm. Preach it, sister. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and I think that's so interesting, isn't it? Is that today a lot of men think that they're in their masculine because they're like all bumped up and beefed oh, up and like in that like almost fake masculine energy. Like I look at this this other guy that I was dating before the guy that I'm dating now, and he would say like, "Oh, I want to take you to do a Temezcal ceremony. I want to take you to the jungle. I want to take you to Mexico City." Okay, so theoretically was in his masculine and I'm like doing inverted commas yeah. because it was like very a very veiled attempt to be in your masculine because you're saying what you think is leading claiming and blah blah right. blah but then never ever ever pulling through on it so talk disgusting. to me about, yeah talk to me about what <laughs> disgusting <laughs> I just was not expecting that reaction disgusting actually disgusting <laughs> fucking foul fucking foul Oh my god, I'm literally that's so funny. So tell me what claiming looks like for you. If people are like, what do you mean claiming? Like, what are they do what are they gotta do? Like, what should they okay. be looking for? Green flags. Let's go into that. So the first thing I want to say that I feel like is going to be a massive chicken nugget. Oh, by the way, anyone doesn't know me, I say chicken nugget instead of like a nugget. Because I'm like, whenever someone would say like, oh, I've got a nugget for you, I would just think of a chicken nugget. So I just decided we're calling it chicken nuggets. I need to like trademark that shit, but I can't because McDonald's probably has it. Anyway, so the chicken nugget of the episode is that the surest way or the quickest way to not know how a man feels about you is to not let him lead. So if I was to rephrase that, it's like if a man is not leading, you will think that he likes you, but you don't know for sure because he hasn't actually actively shown you that he likes you. You think he does, but there's actually a really big lack of security in the relationship versus if he is claiming you and you're doing that fuck, but fuck nothing, you're like, this guy really likes me because he is like really pursuing me and I'm not doing anything in return. So when it comes to like what actually looks like claiming, 
feel like the, the energy of claiming is like, I want you, like you are mine. I want you. I am like, I deserve to be with you. Like you are my woman. I'm not letting anybody else have you. And some women might be like, oh my God, this sounds so um, controlling. And I'm like, okay, there is the issue, right? We as society have made subdom relationships. And I don't mean in like the most kinky of ways, like subdom just means he is the dominant one. You are the submissive one. We immediately have made that dynamic wrong. Like it is, it is like, he is controlling you. It's, an, it's like, it's an abusive relationship. And I'm like, I'm in a subdom relationship. I ain't fucking abused. I'm the opposite. Like I, I'm my acupuncturist. I, I said this to you in the last episode, like it's his fucking job. Basically it's his like purpose in life to please me. It's, it's the opposite. The subdom allows him to feel like I am part of his purpose and the submissiveness means that I want to look after him it means that I want to bake and I want to you know also cherish him and like whatever whatever so the uh claiming is not him controlling you it's not that you can't walk away I'm like that is completely different and in fact in order for you to be in a relationship as delicious as one with this dynamic it actually requires you to be able to draw boundaries and then embody them and have confidence to step away because a lot of women they can't draw boundaries they don't have deep self-confidence and they don't have self-worth so they get into controlling situations because they can't say no right so when you think about it it's like oh being in a controlling situation isn't necessarily because of the man it's actually because the woman has not gotten out of it because of x y and z issues on her part so then when you have a man that's wanting to claim you it's like okay well if you don't want to be with him He's not going to fucking control you into it. You're just going to leave and it's going to be like happy days. The claiming allows you to feel so secure and loved and wanted and adored as a woman. So you are going to feel so nourished and just so, oh, so good in life. And he is going to feel so good as a man because he feels like he has pursued you and claimed you. And the most important thing is that is that because he has done that, Men need this for their, their biology. Like biologically speaking, men have to claim because when they claim, they then cherish what they've won. So if you don't want to, if you want a man to not cherish you, okay, don't let him win you because then he won't value you. It's like, that's why men will not value a job that's been handed to them, but they will value a job that they have to work really hard for. Men are different to women. We just want shit handed to us on a little platter. I don't really care whether I vote for it or not. Just give it to me right? But for men, it's like they don't want shit handed to them. They want to work for it because then they feel like they deserve it and then they will cherish it. Why do you think so many men, like so many of our dads, for example, they have like built a lot of wealth for themselves. And so therefore they really cherish that wealth. It's like they've built a lot of wealth. They know where their money is. They know what they're doing with it. And they're not stupid about spending because they've built that for them. So they value what they've built. And then you have other you know, men that were brought up in a lot of money and just hands it to them, do they do they value their money? No, they just fucking spend it. It's the exact same thing as women. So and if you don't want to, if you want a man to just like use you and not care about you, okay, then chase him because then he will just use you and not care about you because he doesn't value you enough. But when he has to chase you, when he wins you, he is not never going to let you go. He is never going to let you go because he has had to fucking work hard to get you. And you know what's funny, Louise? I didn't even, because of how quickly I moved with my boyfriend, I didn't even 
realize the amount that I made him claim me. But I was on the phone to my mom the other day. We were FaceTiming and he said in the background to mom, oh, she fucking made me work. And it was so interesting because I was like, oh, I was just fucking doing my thing. Like I was just being in my feminine, doing my thing. But what that also meant was that he claimed me quickly. And, you know, we're four or five months into our relationship and we're looking for a house together because from the get-go, he has been in the masculine. He has claimed, he's felt like he's been a man. And that dynamic allowed us in the very beginning to realize very, very quickly where each other's person, because there was no, uh, there was no stickiness around the polarity. There was no me pursuing him being turned off and then me being like, Oh fuck. And then him pursuing, there was none of that like back and forth shit that happens in a lot of the beginning stages of dating it was just like from the get-go like this is how I want to be treated and it stayed like that from literally the moment that we met oh okay I've got a couple of things to say here I'm going to try and remember them but the first one is about the winning I've got a case in point of this which is that I I posted my man's Instagram for the first time last week okay Uh and instantly I got a message from a guy that I used to date in New York okay Uh now the guy might know I'm kidding probably not (laughs) I mean, you probably do, to be fair. No, um, I probably don't. There's a lot of people that live there. Yeah, that's true. You probably do. Yeah. Um, but, okay, his name popped up on my phone and I was like, what? So I opened the message and it says, um, hey, was just looking back through our camera roll. We oh, I saw that. We used to be wild, okay? And I'm thinking, right, well, you have a girlfriend, so, like, what the fuck? So I go on his Instagram thinking maybe he's broken up with his girlfriend and because someone else has claimed me, it's him basically being, seeing or thinking uh-huh. like, shit, that was either a prize that I did not win or I did not, I did not win that, right? Because someone else claimed him. So I messaged him back saying like, like, lol, WTF, as in like, what, like, where have you come from? And then I said to him, how are you and how's your girlfriend? So I was like, uh-huh. I just want to see if he's got a girlfriend, if they've broken up, because if they've broken up, maybe he's like, okay, I'm, I want to claim her, right? Uh-huh. He was like, the girlfriend's good, thank you. Oh my fucking god i was like at which point i never replied because it was like wow if you are not only like and ladies that would be an example where you would never reply to that message do not engage in the conversation because that is telling me that your self-worth is so fucking low and i guarantee you that nothing is good nothing good is going to come from that man literally i was like delete i think i deleted the conversation i was like what the fuck fuck like that is literally seeing the man claiming in action but also it's showing you like the the bad side of claiming is that like he obviously was just in his like toxic masculine which was the mm-hmm. even regard or worship his own like girlfriend well, no, to me that's an example of he hasn't claimed his girlfriend because if he if he's claimed his girlfriend he, he would, would not claim. fucking give the time of day to another woman like uh, like since being with my boyfriend of course as a fucking happens same for him the exes pop up right like the fucking people that you dated or like whatever they pop up out of the woodwork and I don't even reply to them I don't do anything I just see the message and then I just ignore it or I delete the fucking thread I don't give a fuck same things happen to him why would we engage with it like we are so in love with each other so it's like if he is if he is expending that energy exerting that energy and scrolling that far back i'm like okay well you haven't claimed her 
Because if you claimed her, you would be so fucking in love with her that your mind would not be wandering. And I feel like a lot of people now think, no, it's normal for your mind to wander in X, Y, and Z. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's normal for you to see a guy on the street. It's biology for you to see a guy on the street and be like, dude, that's fucking, that guy is fucking hot. But it's not normal. Like if you then to, were to visualize it, I could... I would break down in tears and have a full on fucking fit if there was another guy like try, like tr- like I couldn't even have a threesome because of how in love with my boyfriend I am. Like we talked about it like we couldn't even do it because we just don't want to engage with somebody else in that kind of way, it would make me so upset. And it's like, you know, you can think about other people, but to actively engage in that, I'm like, no, like you are clearly, whether you're happy or not in your relationship, I didn't get separate, like happiness and claiming is two separate things because he could be happy with her, but he has not had to win her because if he had to win her, he would cherish her so much so that he wouldn't even fucking look at another woman on the street, let alone text somebody that he used to be intimate with about their fucking intimate shit. Yeah. Literally, you have just summarized it perfectly. I just remember thinking, ooh, like, ooh, disgusting. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about the whole safety thing of like, I feel sorry for her, for her because I guarantee you that she feels insecure in the relationship. I bet you there's a million other things that he's done that's made her raise an eyebrow. She needs to listen to this, like, this fucking episode and our podcast because she has had moments where her intuition's gone off. She's ignored her intuition because she has given an ex- she's given excuses for men's, for his behavior. She's ignored her intuition. She's been afraid of saying something, of fear of losing him instead of thinking of it of, well, if he actually loved me, I could never lose him. Like, that's how you have to think when you're dating a guy. It's like, like men are not repelled by problems. They see a problem. They're like, I'm just going to fix it. We are repelled by problems. Like literally I could, as soon as I can't even fucking plug something into the wall, I'm like, Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like I do it all the time. Whereas he will fucking fight to the nail until he fucking finds a plug that stays in the wall for the loose, like the loose fucking plug thing. And I would have given up 20 minutes ago. And that is an example, very basic example of like, we find when we get involved in a problem, we're like, Oh, too hard. I'm out. Our nervous systems can't cope. Versus when a man has a problem, his testosterone increases. And he's like, Ooh, let me fucking solve this problem. So if you were to bring a problem in your relationship to a fucking man that adores you and loves you, if he leaves because you brought up a problem, fucking great. Because yeah. he does not love you enough to stay. And I guarantee you that your insecurity and all your intuitive nudges, you, when he leaves, you'll be like, wow, like this all makes sense now. I, was, I wasn't I was feeling secure X, Y, and Z. Because if you were to feel truly, truly, truly fully secure in your relationship where he made you feel so safe, you could bring anything to him because you would not worry about him leaving. He might get upset. He might need days to process, but you would never worry about him leaving because he fucking loves you. And if he leaves, he doesn't love you enough. Mm. Okay. So as we start to wrap up this episode, I want to talk about something you said about how you guys kind of jumped in super quickly, but mm. it felt right, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, as someone that has always kind of been a lot more in her, like feeling that I had to go out there and be a certain way and then like claim a little bit so they could claim me and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I have not been used to that, like highly consistent, safe, emotional mm because it was always like in my childhood and in my adulthood it was like I had to fight for it and then all of the dopamine hits that come with that and the emotional unavailability and the hot and cold and the inconsistency Mm. and all that shit that then leads to fucking toxic sex and blah 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 yeah so 
fast forward to now when I meet this guy, he asks for my number. We talk all of that night. He messages me straight away. The next night we are out for dinner. He picks me up, like be here at this time, organize the mm-hmm. restaurant, everything. Like delicious. Delicious. Okay. And then ever since then, a bit like you, okay. Some people would say, oh, you move too quickly. Like, oh, you need to take it slow, blah, blah. That's not what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. What I want to talk about is that level of consistency from him and safety feels uncomfortable for me okay and I love it because I've done the work so I'm able to sit with it but I often have days when I think like um how do I summarize this like he's just so fucking reliable he's so oh babe I said to my boyfriend one time when we were in Miami that I was worried he was a narcissist because it felt too good to be true yeah and we then made jokes for like a month after he'd be like am I a narcissist? Like, see, I'm not a narcissist. I am not gaslighting you. And like, he would, he's, he's not done any of the narcissistic traits. It wasn't that it was that he was, it was so good that I was like, this is too good to be true. He's too perfect. It's too perfect. We're too perfect. Like he never gaslights me. We never fucking fight. It's always like your feelings are valid that I was like, is he just like, is he a really good talker? And this is actually, he's actually going to end up like taking all my money and running and I'm going to fucking die because I've fallen head over heels in love with him. That's obviously not the case, but I completely understand what you're feeling. Yeah. I just sit there and I'm like, sometimes I feel like to myself, oh my God, like, is there a side of you that I don't know? Because you're just Mm. so calm and reliable and nothing like you said you're waiting for the other shoe to drop yes I'm like waiting for the other shoe to drop like I don't understand and all of a sudden I actually just think for the first time in my life like I've been claimed by a good man and Mm -hmm. I don't know how to handle it and obviously I'm handling it and I'm loving it but it's uncomfortable for me and I think that's because we when we chase the men that don't claim us they don't make us feel safe. They don't make Correct. us feel stable. They don't make us feel stable, right? So, so our I, normal becomes that. Yes, that's exactly it. My normal was chaos. My normal Correct. was like was like physical touch and chaos. Like not and, right. and like like high level words of affirmation. Nothing right. like safe, heavy, stable. Like we spoke about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Like good for the nervous system. Like mm-hmm. ah, like when he puts his hand on my chest, I'm just like ah. oh. My, like fuck me now like yeah I get it I fucking get it but, no, but like it, we do we create we said this in our last episode of like past dating can like how you dated in the past can actually cause trauma and that is an example of like your past dating situations mean that when you're in a healthy one people will often self-sabotage the healthy one because they're like something is wrong with this and it's like nothing is actually wrong you just think it's too good to be true because it's healthy and I will say Louise like I mean, I'm going to say the beginning of our relationship, but it still happens multiple times, multiple times a week, not a day. But like, I cried a lot just from like, just from sheer, like, I feel so vulnerable because like, you see me so much and this is like so good and so intimate. And I don't know what to do with it. And he was just so amazing at being like, you don't have to do anything with it. Like, it's okay for it to be this safe. And, you know, even though, I, you know, what's really funny is that even though, for years prior, I never engaged in a really unhealthy relationship and I was still with good men. It was just to a whole other extent of safety. It was to a whole other extent of commitment and the way that he like chose me. And it was just like, it, it felt overwhelming and it felt like something bad was going to happen. And it was whenever I was feeling overwhelmed and I, whenever I was crying about it, it wasn't about 
how good it was. It was about this fear that I was going to lose it all. Mm. And it's, it's a, it's a common fear that we have. Right. But it's like our brains know that there is the polar opposite to what we feel. So when we're that happy, we know that we could lose it. And that is what can bring in a lot of that fear of, I want to like sabotage this because I don't want to ever feel that pain. So the more that you can then be okay with like the human experience and living in the now and that you will be okay, God forbid that happened. It's like, you do want to enjoy it. You don't want to like limit yourself from that and never be able to have that kind of love. Yeah. I could not agree with you more. I think we just got to like lean into being vulnerable with this human experience. If you constantly like protect yourself, from someone that might hurt you. You're just never gonna experience ultimate lust, sex, love, vulnerability, transformation. And like you said, with your boyfriend, with my ex-boyfriend, it was the deepest, most transformative love I have ever experienced because he, and together we provided a vehicle where he could see every single part of my darkness, Mm -hmm. every single shameful decision I've made, every single regret I've ever gone through, the stuff that you don't tell anyone or that you only tell your best friends or that you don't even tell anyone, you just tell your therapist or the Mm -hmm. stuff that you don't even like want to connect with. It's like when you can share that with another person, you know, because we all fundamentally believe that we are flawed and unlovable and that as soon as someone starts to love us, they're going to realize, oh no, I don't actually love you. You're fucking flawed, whatever. And I think that, yeah, you've like summed it up really nicely is that once you kind of experience that like total openness with someone even if you're crying even if you're whatever that is true love and true intimacy that's true love and just like you were saying before louise about like this the healthiest most amazing man you've ever been with like so grounded like flawless basically in our mind it's really funny because then like we will be like how the fuck are you with this chaotic sad bitch that's like one minute dancing the next minute crying with the mood swings over here sometimes he's just like oh my god and it's like it's really funny because we think there's something wrong with us and in our behavior but they look at us like you are the healthiest most perfect woman I've ever been with and I'm over here like are we sure about that like are we sure but then you know you say it to them of like you are x y and z to us and they're like are you sure about that like how do you think that I'm like that healthy and that like you know I got all this shit happening in my life like I can't believe you stuck around for it and I'm like of course like you're perfect to me and so it's just it's just also reminding ourselves that like we think they're perfect and they think that we're perfect oh I love that I love that. Yeah. Also, I really feel like, Louise, we need to, like, make up names for our men because it's really hard being, like, my man, my boyfriend, my blah. It's, like, can we, like, make up a name for them? Like, just, like, really, like, can we make up, like, really, like, basic bitch, like, John, Frank, like, just, like, super lame name, like, Tom or something. Like, sorry, Tom. I want, I want like, I want, like, um Tommy Jr. Oh, I like that. Okay, we need to come up with, like, really good – I want to come up with, like, a yeah, good names for our boyfriends because then it's just so much easier with talking about them. Otherwise, it's, like – Annoying. Maybe, maybe we should call them like Zeus and Hercules. <laughs> Imagine our gods. Um, anyway, we've been quite literally. literally. <laughs> oh For nearly an hour, so we need to wrap this up. Yeah. But what's your final thing? Let's say one final thing each okay. on claiming and the energetics of claiming and how to put into practice today. Um, okay. My final thing is that if you want to feel nourished in your body and your soul and your mind and your heart as a feminine woman, let a fucking man claim you because he will feel that nourishment in his masculine, like in return as well. You will both win. I love that. And mine is on a more practical level. 
stop fucking chasing men. Just stop it. Just look at why you're doing it. Just literally just decide today, commit. I am not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to text him when he hasn't texted me back. Simple, simple things like that. I'm not going to post an Instagram story to try and get his attention. Like stop chasing him consciously or subconsciously. If he does not want to chase and claim you, this is not the man for you. And he doesn't like you enough. That can be really hard to hear, but like he doesn't like you enough. your face like that can be the hardest thing to hear but if he is not texting you throughout the day checking in how was your day dinner here let's go on a date this weekend he doesn't like you enough and that's okay but fucking accept that rather than draining all of your energy draining all this self-worth because all you do when you chase him is you look desperate in his eyes and I guarantee you that he's looking at these messages being like oh my god can you stop like, this is pathetic. Like, stop. Like, read the fucking cues. It's like, read the cues. If a man wants to talk to you, he's going to talk to you. He's not just too busy. But that's what my boyfriend said. He was worried in the beginning that he wasn't going to be great with communicating because he isn't good on his phone. Well, the fucking opposite happened. That never happened because he wanted to talk to me. And let me tell you, he's terrible on his phone. So, like, he wanted to talk to me. So, if a man loves, likes you and is interested in you, he will talk to you. you. He is going to fucking pursue you and going to chase you and going to be there. And if he's not doing that, great. Take this as a sign. Not like a sign, like a woo-woo sign. Like take the, like fucking read the situation. He doesn't like you enough. So stop lowering your self-worth and looking desperate because it's tragic. Could not agree more. And I always say like, chasing someone is not going to make them love you. He's not no. going to just and decide that he's he likes you more or that whatever. It doesn't work like that. And I do have one more question. Okay, so- Wait, this can I say something, Louise, about that before you jump in the question? It's really important. That's what I was saying. Of like, you just said, don't think that chasing a man is going to make him claim me. That's what I was saying before. Of like, that is the way to not feel safe in your relationship. If you end up being in a relationship with a guy that you've chased, I guarantee you the whole relationship until it breaks up, because will, you will break up with him or he'll break up with you. The whole time you have felt insecure and you have felt like he hasn't been a man enough and you will complain about it and you will have a lot of resentment towards him. And that could have been resolved from the fucking get go. Yeah, obsessed with that. Okay, so one of my friends, I hope she doesn't mind me talking about this, went on a date with a very famous athlete on Friday, okay? So he organized a date, yeah, vibes, but the initial vibe was that the date started at 10.30. So that's me. Wait, morning or night? No, night. That's a red flag. Disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's like, it was like an after plan. It was like, he had something else to do before. So I was like, no. Wait, wait, was this date booked like three days, four days in advance? Yeah, in advance. Tenth, no. That's too late. Yeah, I agree. And she was like, no, I'm okay with it because I didn't want to spend the whole evening with him. Okay, fine. So That's a dumb excuse. Nope, she's giving excuses. Yeah, I agree. So whatever, fine. Anyway, so they went on a date. They ended up like, they kissed or whatever. Okay, fine. So then he didn't message her for like two days. And now he's messaged her saying, all the next two days later or whatever, I don't know the specifics of the story. And he said, hope you've recovered from Friday night. That was all he said. And she's like, do you think he's ghosting me? And I said, do not reply to that message, okay? Because first of all, like... (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Then she replied, fine. And um, then his replies are so fucking dead. Like, they are so dead. It's like, oh, what are you up to this week? Like, just so boring. No chat, no engagement, okay? So when this is happening, do we just say, okay, you are not interested, And it doesn't matter that we made out because you're a man and you literally will stick your tongue in literally anything. So the fact that we were physically intimate doesn't actually mean anything. Because you know, women are like, oh, but we made out and it was like really good. And there was like loads of sparks. Like for me, that doesn't mean shit. Because sparks are often just the fact that there's been tension and now the tension's relieved. 
Yeah, I agree. Okay, so she basically was like, should I just not message him again? Like, should I just, is he ghosting me? And I said, you should not message him again. Like, what are your uh-huh. thoughts on that situation? Like, just leave it, cut and dry, like say something. Like, it's, you're, no, you're okay. no- yeah, so I, so sometimes women are like, I want to, and it's a total situation, like, this early on, I would not say something because there's no ground saying there. Like, you don't fucking owe him anything. He doesn't owe you anything. You know, men date, women women don't date. Women get into relationships. Men are like, do I want to spend time with her? Men, when they date, they are figuring out, do I want to spend time with her? Not, oh, I'm dating her. It's, it's, do I want to actually spend time with her? So to a man, he's like, why do I have to text her? Like, we're not dating. Like, that's literally in a man's brain. I'm not fucking joking. So when a man is texting that, it's not that he is trying to actively be a dick. That's not what happens. It's just that men are so different to women. So that is him just doing like a little check-in, like trying to be polite, right? But having no real interest in her because real interest would be like, hey, Sally, how's your Saturday going? Um, Like, what have you been up to? That is real interest. Hope you recover from Friday night is like politeness, but not interest. So if that, if that happened to me this early on, I would just not reply. I would not yeah. reply because the reason why I would not reply is because one of two things are going to happen. One thing that might happen is that you will never hear from him again. Fucking great. Because you have not overexerted yourself in energy and then basically resent yourself because you're like, I'm embarrassed. And then number two, if that happens, it's like great because you know that he'll actually interested in you. Fucking fabulous. Saved a lot of time for yourself and you have a drained pile of energy. The other option that could happen is that by you not replying, he might text you again. Now, if he texts you again, that's also great because he's then gone into, I want to chase. And then so whatever the situation is with you not replying, you're both going to win. And yeah. most importantly, you will win as well. So in a situation like that, I would absolutely not fucking reply. You are not going to get anything out of replying. All you're going to get out of replying to that is feeling really drained and really anxious so the most powerful thing you can do is I would see the message. I would make sure this contact is deleted. So it's just his phone number. I would delete the message thread. So I couldn't even text him in a vulnerable moment. Really important. Delete yeah. the fucking thread and then call it a fucking day. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I said. Cause I also feel like, and we'll talk about like being worshipped in another episode, because I think that again, that's something that people are like, Oh, you guys are so fucking arrogant or overconfident. If you think that your man should worship you like blah, blah. But I know that you and me are like, literally no. if you don't worship me, like, you're out the door. Yeah. Anyway, I replied to her being like, do not reply. He should be saying, I had a really good time with you. I'm so glad that I was able to take you out. I'd love to take you out again. Thanks for right. sharing. Your, thanks for sharing your beautiful beep with me. <laughs> like that's what I also, I want someone that like can communicate with his words, right? Like mm-hmm. even if it's saying I had a really good time, like I'd like to do that again. Not and just like. I can't communicate via text. He can't communicate in person. I agree. I like, read. it's a fucking text message. Like, just fucking write the message, you know? Ten words. Just write it and send it. Exactly, exactly. And I get for them, it's a lot harder. Like, I'm not diminishing that. I understand, man. It is a lot harder. But, like, you know, if if a really shy man can ask a woman out for a date, then a athlete who's on TV can ask a woman out for a date. A very well-known athlete on TV. There you go. Like, yeah. there you go. Yeah, no, no. Great. Disengage from that situation. Yeah. Okay. We'll do an update on that next time if I hear. Love that. I love that. It's been an hour. How have we done? So cheap. I mean, it's so easy, right? It's so juicy. I fucking love these episodes. I hope that everybody is loving them. 
they are loving them. The last one, we had thousands of downloads literally within the first few days. So the Wait, mine's coming up tomorrow. It's, it should be live right now, actually. Ebony got it up on the podcast, which is great. Okay, well, yeah. I love you. And I love you. Today on energetics and shaming, and I've learned yes. everything. Thank you. And then yes. we'll do this very soon. And thank you all for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Leave a, make sure you leave a review on both of our podcasts as well. Um, that's really important. Share share the episode. Tag us both. Monarchy's health. What's yours, Louise Rumble? Is it just Louise Rumble? Uh, I am Louise Rumble. Bye. <laughs>